Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The Wolf Riders storm a mountain and throw down with some fellow elves. But have they found the high ones or a den of evil? All that and more today on episode number 207 of Just Another Fanboy. This is ElfQuest, part 11. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, my name is Steven, and you know what? I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm here to talk about ElfQuest issue number 11, which was published in October of 1981, and it's entitled Lair of the Bird Spirit. So we open up this issue. Strongbow is in pain. He looks like something's attacking him, but it's, it's not physically, it's mentally. He's in a cell. The bars have thorns on them. There are two people looking into the cell. One appears to be a woman with long black hair. The other appears to be like some kind of freaking mutant bird man elf thing. He's got a big fin on the top of his head and his arms are wings. Creeping up behind them is someone with a knife. Well, the woman, the elf woman, the elf maiden, whatever you want to call her, the one with the long black hair, senses that somebody is creeping up behind her with a knife and she turns and using her mental powers knocks this person out who happens to be strongbow's wife moonshade these two new elves begin to speak they are both much taller than strongbow they don't seem to have obviously any of our elves interests in mind in any way so but they've got strongbow prisoner And Moonshade is trying to get him free. This is, these two elves we learn here fairly soon are Winnowill, that's the woman with the long black hair, and Tildak. He is the the mutant elf bird thing. So if you remember from the previous issues, the Wolf Riders have been separated. Cutter and, and Skywise have left the village out in the desert. They've gone back to where the Holt used to be. They're trying to find evidence of other elves. And in the meantime, Sava, who is the mother of memory back at the village where the wolf riders were living, she has been going out in her astral form to just make sure that Cutter and Skywise are okay. Well, something happens to her while she's out of body. And Cutter's son, Suntop, who also seems to have some of these same magical abilities, even though he's just a, a little boy at this point. He does what he can to try to bring Sava back, but he can't. He's able to communicate with her, though, 
and he learns that there's some kind of evil threat that Cutter and Skywise are walking into. This threat is whatever uh, caused Sava to be trapped within herself. So the Wolf Riders, along with Lita, Cutter's life mate, and their two children, set off to try to find him and Skywise and warn them. In the meantime, they're heading for this place called the Blue Mountain because they have met a tribe of humans that are not immediately uh, just straight-up enemies of the elves. In fact, one of the humans that he meets, she comes from these people that live in the in the, the foothills of the Blue Mountain, and they worship elves as spirits and uh, or basically gods. And so Cutter and Skywise want to go to this Blue Mountain to see who these other elves are. Well, as the wolf riders are trying to find them, they shoot down a giant bird from the sky to eat for dinner that night, and then they are all carried off by these birds, with the exception of, I think it was Red Lance, and man, why can't I remember his girl's name? Is it Nightshade? I don't remember. I'm getting all their names mixed up. But anyway, most of the wolf riders get captured and are being held prisoner in Blue Mountain. And Cutter and Skywise, and they find One-Eye outside. He hasn't been taken captive. He's been waiting outside to try to figure out a way to get in. Well, they they are able to get in, and they quickly overwhelm Winnowill before she can uh, use her magic mental powers on any of them. And Cutter finds out quickly that the these elves that have been captured... Um, They've all they they've all been used as slaves basically. They are they're being forced to work for these elves within the Blue Mountain. And Strongbow is a prisoner because he committed a crime. He shot down one of their birds. Well, a uh, a strange, you know, kind of temporary peace uh begins between these two tribes of elves and um Cutter is taken to meet their leader, Lord Vol. He is a very old elf. All these elves that live in the mountain are very tall. They're, they're tall and slender. They're tall like humans. And because of that, they are very, well, they look a lot. They, they, they resemble the wise, the, the, good Lord, I can't talk. They, they resemble, they resemble the high ones, basically, because the high ones, it, it appears that the older an elf gets, that they, they grow, they get taller. We don't know actually if the wolf riders will ever, will ever do this because, it is learned at one point uh, in a previous issue that these wolf riders are actually the spawn of a high one who was able to shapeshift into a wolf and that high one mating with an actual wolf. So these the wolf riders actually have the blood of wolves within them. So that may stop them from growing tall like the other wolves. Lita, for example, is older than than Cutter and she's already a little bit taller than him. But anyway... When they meet Lord Vol, it one of them makes mention of the their children, and Lord Vol uh, berates them for the cruel joke. He does not believe that elves are because they've been living basically in seclusion inside this mountain, away from any other elves. They think, or at least they thought up until this moment, that they were the last of the elves, and none of them are having children. Um, they are the they are. Uh, well, they bond with these giant birds and a group of them go out and ride these giant birds and go hunting and bring back food for the others inside Blue Mountain. Some of these elves, these, these are very, they, they, they've hold, held on to their, to a lot of their magical abilities. For example, 
there's one elf there that's just called Door. And it literally, this elf just sits in an alcove above a door and never moves. And it's a rock shaper. And it's this elf, whether it's a boy or girl, they never explain. This, this elf's only job is to use its rock shaping powers to open a, 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 a hole in the wall or a doorway. Open and close the door, basically. That's that's this elf's only purpose in life. But Lord Vol is just, he's at this point where he's like, we are no longer having children. The elves are going to die off. And so when one of the wolf riders mentions having a child, Lord Vol gets upset. You know, they're trying to, at this point, Cutter is trying to uh, negotiate some kind of peace with these elves because he understands that Strongbow committed a crime in their eyes, but they had no idea that it was what they had done was a crime. They're hunters. It's it's not it's not beyond them to shoot a bird out of the sky. They did not know that it was the the uh, you know a bonded bird to one of these other elves. Lord Vol uses the example. What if we kill one of your wolves? And Cutter, of course, is immediately defensive. You know, they I would kill you. And and uh, so anyway, he's trying to negotiate some kind of peace. He's like, you know, I understand that now you have one less bird and you're not going to be able to do a lot of hunting. We can do the hunting for you. Just let Strongbow go. And, but at some point the, the, the subject of children come up and again, Vol is upset because he thinks that's a cruel joke, a cruel jest that they are making because there are no more children. Children of the elves are no longer born into the world. And Cutter and Leader are telling him, no, we have two children ourselves they're just outside. We left them out there. We didn't want to bring them into this battle. And he says, if you can show me proof that there are elven children in the world, then you will be giving me the greatest prize ever. And, and we will, we will let you go. And so they bring Suntop and Ember, Cutter and Lita's kids into the mountain. The, uh, Lord Vol is very happy to see them. And, uh, he says, okay, you know, you, you spoke the truth. I'm going to let you go. And he says, but, I ask you to please stay with us for a little while. You know, I would love to be around children. I haven't been around children in centuries and it's a wonderful thing to see children again. And I would love to be around them for a while. It would do good for each, each of us to learn about each other. And, and Cutter's like, well, I don't know. I don't think, you know, we really shouldn't because we're on a quest to find the high ones and Winnow will, this is the way the issue ends. She's like, well, then your quest is at an end because we are the high ones. And that's how the issue ends. Now, whether or not they are the high ones, I'm not going to answer that question. I'm not going to tell you yes or no. I know the answer, uh, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to divulge that at this point, but uh, we're going to be here in blue mountain for a little bit. Uh, there's going to be uh, some, some, uh, some big changes coming just based on the fact that they are here at blue mountain with these elves, because this is, these are just a completely different group with, uh, <clears throat> I mean, the way they live is just very odd compared to how either the, the, the wolf riders lived or the elves from the, uh, the sorrow's end village, the way they lived. I mean, like I said, they've got that one elf that just all it does all day long is open and close doors. That's its job. And, uh, they have elves. There's this giant, we haven't seen it yet, but there's this giant egg that tells the entire history of the elves or at least how they came to blue mountain. And, uh, there are elves that do nothing but keep this giant egg floating. It's a giant stone egg and they, they shape it to continually add to the story. 
And there's layers upon layers upon layers inside this giant egg. It must have started very small at one point and over the centuries have gotten larger and larger and larger. But I mean, it wasn't, this wasn't a, a, a grand epic story, life changing issue, but we have now been introduced to some very important characters in this world. Winnowill, uh, Lord Vol, Tildak. He is, uh, he's a strange one. He, you find out, I'll give this away. You find out that he, uh, I've talked about recognition before where two elves, there's this survival instinct that was built within the very core, the very soul of each elf to continue the propagation of their species. So that two elves that are meant to reproduce, basically when they meet each other, they it's it's this thing called recognition and they can't do anything about it. It's it's a uh, like I said, it's it's like deep within their soul that that uh, almost forces them together and they can either like Cutter and Lita spend the rest of their lives together or they can get together and reproduce. And then that's about it. And one of the younger female elves, one of the wolf riders, I think her name is good Lord. I've got to look this up because. I'm not remembering anybody's names. Dushine. Dushine, who is basically, she is in love with Scouter, who is um, One-Eye's son. Dushine, I think she's uh, Tree Stump's daughter. They are not recognized, but they have this deep affection for each other. And they know that, you know, that they're, they're going to be together for the rest of their lives. But Dushine, apparently when her and Tildak first meet, recognition erupts between the two of them. And that's going to become a thing going forward that really complicates the story and moves it into kind of a weird direction for a little bit. Uh, at least their part of the story. It's there's some really, this is, you know, I, I, every time I do one of these episodes, I talk about how much I love this, 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 uh, this comic. And, and really I, I was in an ex, to an extent raised on this, this comic. This was something I discovered when I was rather young uh, preteen probably. And, uh, it really shaped a lot of my comics reading and helped grow my love of the, the fantasy genre. And, um, I don't have a lot to say about this issue is the thing, because really in the end, all, all that, all that we have here is wolf riders have been imprisoned or at least enslaved by these, the elves at, at blue mountain, the other elf were, uh, the other wolf riders come to save them. A peace is brokered. And uh, we get the revelation at the end that these elves are the high ones. And that's where we're at. So did Cutter and the wolf riders find what they were looking for? What's going to happen going forward? It's uh, it's up in the air at this point, folks. It seems like uh, they've landed right where they were meant to land. And they have found a uh, group of elves that they could learn a lot from and might possibly be the high ones. Winnowill seems a little iffy, if not possibly the uh, epitome of evil when it comes to uh, the elven culture. Uh, she's very, she's a very magical. They're, they all see, like I said, they all seem to be very magical. We don't know. Uh, you know, one of the things of course, that, that we are asking ourselves as we're reading this comic what the flip is the deal with Tildak? Like I said, he is like a mutant, uh, half elf, half bird, but not like bird as in 
he doesn't have feathers. It's almost as if his body was shaped in such a way that wings were grown uh, between his arms and legs. And uh, yeah, he's got a big fin on his head, I guess, that helps him steer when he's flying and whatnot. But we'll learn more about him and how he got the way he got a little bit later. But this was issue number 11. Um, Not a lot really happened to move the story really forward. Not a lot of big revelations in this issue, but still a great issue nonetheless. And I'm looking forward to reading more. And I hope you are there with me during all that. Until then, folks, my name is Steven, and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. Good job. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.